this is a heavy one guys this is a heavy one so before we start off this podcast i just want to make sure i am loud and clear on the resources that i used before developing this podcast i did a lot of studying and specifically i used pastor jp's speaking points throughout the podcast and he did a sermon titled who to date and then from that sermon he created many podcasts in the Becoming Something podcast to kind of put it together. So if you are ever online or you ever find yourself visiting Harris Creek Baptist Church and you listen to the sermon called Who to Date, you're going to hear these five teaching points that I am going to be talking about today. So just know they are not my original thought. Um, The verse that we're going to mainly be talking about is from 1 Timothy, and again, there's going to be five teaching points, and they're not my own original thoughts. Another thing, too, is going to be Pastor Ben Stort. He wrote a book called Single, Dating, Engaged, and Married, so a lot of within the five teaching points, there are examples and things from what I heard from Ben Stort and that book. So again, the sermon that I'm kind of stealing this from is from Pastor J.P. Jonathan Pakluda. He teaches at Harris Creek Baptist Church, and the title of the sermon is titled Who to Date. So if you ever listen to that, it's going to be a lot of what I'm already saying because I'm kind of taking that word for word because I did not go to seminary, and I feel like he just did it better justice than I could so I'm just kind of reiterating it so that more people can hear it and I will try to link that sermon directly at the bottom of the podcast so that when you listen to both this and that sermon you'll basically hear them and they'll be the same but just know that it's not my original work on the five teaching points that we are talking about. Another disclaimer before this podcast starts is I want you to know that I, in no way, shape, or form, have been perfect in my dating life or my single life. I actually was very disobedient to the Lord in a lot of ways um, and through my own spiritual maturity and through just Jesus having mercy on me. Um, Obviously, I was able to find my amazing husband. And just know that like I am not in any way, shape, or form coming from a place of like condemnation. I too have struggled in those seasons. So I just want to be open and honest about that. Another thing that's just been really on my heart is just the call for people to wake up. I have so many people in my life that just say the right things or claim they love the Lord, but it's like, okay wake up, obey him, wake up to the reality of what is going on. There's a spiritual realm like Jesus loves you. Please wake up. I want to take their shoulders and ah, shake them because this is so important and it's so, so real. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit works through me and uses this podcast to set everyone on fire for him. So before this podcast starts, I'm going to say it one more time. Not my own original work. The podcast Who to Date by Pastor JP. 
And then Ben Stewart's Single, Dating, Engaged, and Married. Those are my main resources besides the Bible to construct this because I feel like they did it better than I could and I really wanted to bring justice to this topic. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back to the 31 Committed Podcast. I am your host, Kayla Riscati, and I am so blessed and honored to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this can be used as a resource. And if it is, please remember to like and subscribe and share this to someone because I really think that this episode is going to be used in profound ways. I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to use me to highlight some things um, that are going on in some people's lives. So if this resource is a blessing to you, I am so grateful. Please open up your heart and your mind to try to learn something new today. And I don't know, I'm just super encouraged. So another thing before we get started is This is the first podcast that I have really studied for simply because this topic on relationships is really, really heavy and there's a lot of parts to it. And I did not go to seminary. I do not know every single aspect of the Bible. I am not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. So I needed to look to a lot of different resources. So just know the things that I'm saying are 100% something I agree with, but they're not necessarily my original thoughts. Some of it are, like some of the examples are mine, but number one is a huge resource I use to study for this is Ben Stortz. He's the pastor of Passion City, DC, and he wrote a book called Single, Dating, Engaged, and Married, and a lot of this is coming from that resource. You can, if you don't want to buy the book, you can actually do the Bible study on the Bible app. The Bible app is free to download. Again, that's Single, Dating, Engaged, Married. I really, really recommend this book. It is a great practical tool on how to set your relationship up to honor the Lord um, in any aspect of your relationship from singleness to being married. So that's number one. Number two is a couple sermons from Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church. Um, He's just a great speaker and a good motivator, and I just used a lot of different sermons, um, just little snippets of different sermons to help me find some verses and things to look up. Another thing I did was Google. I honestly just Googled like uh, verses about relationships within the Bible and a lot of these came up and don't worry, I'll cite the uh, verses that I'm going to use. And then lastly is Pastor JP. I've said this before, is the Becoming Something podcast. They did a podcast on relationships. There's three of them. The three podcasts that I use as one is uh, what should be my response to cheating? Number two is training yourself for divorce. And number three is who to date. So those are the th- titles of the three podcasts that I am using. So a lot of this stuff I'm just kind of regurgitating back at, at you 
within this podcast. So I just wanted to note, note that these are not necessarily my original thoughts, and I wanted to give credit to the pastors that deserve it. But I think I can put a really good spin on this just based off of my own experience and just some people that are in my lives. Um, I will say, though, all of this obviously is backed up on biblical principles. And I just really pray that the Holy Spirit uses me right now to just wake you up. Like I have so many people who are actually listeners of this podcast who are not Christians. And I just am dying for you to wake up to the reality of this world. Like we are created. And if you are not a Christian, like you are going to go to hell, whether you believe it or not. And I think that is such a harsh reality to hear, but it's the truth. And I'm just really feeling the weight of that. And I know one day that I am going to die and I'm going to be face to face with Jesus. And I'm going to have to make an account for my life. And I pray that, honestly, my biggest prayer is that every single person in my life that I personally know has heard the gospel and makes it to heaven. Like, I am just, I've just been really feeling the weight of that. So I just pray that this wakes some of you up. Like, please, God, just wake these people up. So today we're going to be talking about relationships, specifically in the context of dating. Um, I think next week I'm going to talk about, I don't know what I'll talk about, who knows, but I probably will talk about the importance of singleness based off of the Bible. And then hopefully I can tie this together in a very tangible way. So I am dividing this podcast into five preaching points. Again, a lot of these preaching points are not my own writing. It's just from those resources. And I just tried to condense it for you to understand. But number one, I just want to start off with some statistics to kind of get you in the mindset. So if you are someone who is not a Christian and you're like, eh, I don't necessarily believe in the Bible, or maybe I believe in Jesus, but I'm not really living for him. I just want you to hear some statistics right now and just let that sink in. So Obviously, I believe in God and Jesus, and he is the one who invented love. And obviously, we should be looking to the one who invented love for relationships advice and advice on love. Um, but the problem is, is a lot of times we look to Hollywood for that. And this is just America alone. And it says, this statistic, I'm reading it. It says 50% of marriages fail. And with that, in that 50%, 41% of fir first marriages fail, 60% of second marriages fail, and 73% of third marriages fail. The smallest demographic is the one are the ones who love each other for a lifetime. People are getting married less, people are getting married later, and marriages are not lasting. That statistic is one, sad, like so sad, and two, 
obviously there is a motive. So like why are marriages not lasting anymore? And a very simple answer is because people aren't using biblical principles to set themselves up for a successful marriage. Instead, we are training ourselves for divorce. See that podcast, Pastor JP, in Becoming Something. Again, training yourself for divorce. So if you really think about in the fitness context, have you ever heard of the term um, perfect practice makes perfect. So if you're practicing something well, you're going to get better at it. Um, But if you are just blindly dating random people, you are just training yourself for divorce because when things get bad, you just leave. And if you are in the space of where you're in a relationship, or let's say you're single right now and you're longing for a relationship, you really need to date in the context of is this going to set me up for marriage and if you're not dating with the end goal of marriage in mind then you're really just wasting your time and you're just basing your life off feelings and that is just going to leave lead to a lot of hurt and if that kind of triggers you right now kind of think about where you're at and think about the people that you have dated and that you were in a relationship with did it hurt you or did it lead to marriage? So just there's kind of one or the other. And a good thing to think about, a good example, this is actually just an example I'm thinking of, is dating essentially is just an interview for marriage. So have you ever like had an interview for a job and you showed up to the job and you had like the best clothes you could on and you brought your resume and you were highlighting all of the things that are amazing about you. And you are really excited for the person interviewing you. You think the job sounds amazing and you would love to work there and it sounds great. And if the employer thinks that you're right for the job, they pick you and you have to then accept the job. That's the same thing as marriage. Like you're dating each other. Um, Someone proposes and the other person has to say yes. So that's just like, a good little visual. Well, then you start the job and it's not necessarily everything you thought it was. There's some ugliness to the job. And it's the same thing in relationships because ultimately we're all sinners and we're not all perfect. So marriage is going to be hard and it's going to take a choice and it's going to take commitment just like a job would. So Ask yourself in terms of the quote unquote interview when you are in a relationship, these five points. And this is actually based off of first first Timothy. And I am reading from the NLT version. But if you actually have the Bible app or a different version, it says essentially the same thing. If you're new to the Bible, uh, different versions can be confusing. Honestly, it just has to do with the translating. So instead of using one word, you just might be using the synonym. So don't get too caught up on that. I had some questions in my DMs about that. So I'm reading 1 Timothy 4.12, and it says this, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say number one, the way you live, number two, and your love, number three, your faith, number four, and your purity, number five. So again, our five points are going to be saying, so what you say. Number two is going to be the way you live. 
Number three is going to be the way you love. Number four is going to be your faith. And number five is going to be purity. So that is going to be, if you are taking notes, the five points in a relationship. So if you are in a relationship or you're in a space of being single, point number one is put yourself into this context as well. Am I setting an example in my speech? Or you could say, is my significant other setting an example in their speech? So I'm going to say that one more time. Do they set an example in their speech? Do I set an example in my speech? So that's number one. Um, I will say, and I'm definitely going to do an episode on gossip, but gossip is something I actually struggle with and I am praying for healing. And I actually encourage you to pray for me because I believe in the power of prayer. I don't necessarily gossip in the terms of like, did you hear and want to spread negativity about other people? It's more in the, it's actually in a very sneaky way. And it it really boils down to just my own pride. It's like, if someone wrongs me or if someone says something rude to me or is like weird to me or something. I want someone else to know about it basically to validate my feelings and where I'm coming from. And I've noticed that I do this a lot and I've been really praying through this and working through it. And the confession of my sin and gossip has helped me so much. I still have a long way to go, but I, I don't know. I just have been really convicted about this lately. So is your significant other or yourself cussing a lot? Are they angry all the time? Are they negative? Are they speaking life over you or over things? Or are they speaking death? Like, are they bringing you down? Um, think about like a long day of work in the future when you get married to this person let's just assume you will, and you have this really long day at work. Like, do you want to come home to someone who is an encourager, who's excited to see you, who's a cheerleader? Or you do you want to come home to someone who's gossiping about other people or swearing all the time or being angry and negative? So just like think about that in really practical terms. Like what are they saying? Are they bringing life or are they bringing death? And actually – in Luke, I'm going to turn to it now. I should have had this prepared, so I'm sorry if you hear the rustling of the pages, but this is Luke 6, and I need to look for a second. I'm pretty sure it's verse 45. I remember this from when JP was speaking. Yeah, so this is, it is, so it's Luke 6, verse 45, and it says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So essentially, there is a spiritual realm, and I believe that our speech is a direct bridge from the spiritual realm to the physical realm. So are you allowing you know, demonic, dark forces, satanic behavior to enter into the physical realm through your speech? Or are you building up? And sometimes it's really against the flesh to build people up because you might be angry and you might speak out of anger. But I really pray and encourage you to um, just highlight that in your own life and just really consider like what you are saying out loud. Um, 
it's really essentially I heard this quote and it says, what comes out of someone when they're squeezed is really what their heart is like. So again, like when you're in a relationship with someone and you're dating and you're putting on your best clothes and charming each other and trying to pursue like what you want to pursue, um, you're not being squeezed. It would be like having a lemon and on the outside it looks nice and yellow, but when you squeeze it, it's, it's moldy and it's gross. So think about in the future, you're going to have children that are going to drive you nuts. Like one day, if your kid is driving you nuts, do you want to be cussing at them and being really angry at them and speaking horrible things over your child or do you want your significant other to do that or what about you like what if you really irritated your significant other because trust me it will happen do you want to tear them down within that moment of irritation or do you want to be able to speak against the flesh and build that person up um or others like think about like think about someone who's dating you like they actually have a motive they want you when they're dating you um how is this person speaking to people who they can get nothing out of so is there a person on the street or someone who's in road rage like that person's not doing anything for your significant other so are they treating them different because in the future that's how they most likely will treat you so number one is do you or your significant other set an example in their speech and i encourage you to write that down be honest think about you know where what they're saying number two is if you're not really sure if you should be in this relationship is do they set an example in conduct like basically what is their reputation um so back you know to the verse like what are they doing <laughs> you know um it says actually in proverbs even small children are known by their actions so is their conduct really pure and upright um what is your person known for uh, past performance is the best indicator of the future. So is this person constantly cheating on you? Because most likely they're going to cheat on you in the future. Um, kind of consider your loved ones in your life who are in a spot of wisdom. So if you are a Christian, obviously I would suggest getting counsel, wise counsel, AKA biblical counsel. Um, what are they saying about the significant other is how are your parents handling this significant other? Um, how are your, what are your friends saying about this person? Because they're not in it. They're, they're, not blinded by quote unquote love. So getting wise counsel from other people can be really helpful in your decision, whether this relationship is good or not, or if it's God's best for you or not. Because sometimes relationships can be really good, but it might not be God's best for you. And whether you believe in God or not, like I'm going to keep coming to this because a lot of my listeners are not Christians. But like, the write down the things that you would want in a marriage. I will promise you all the things you want in a marriage. The Bible says like God invented love. So he knows love better than anyone else. So just keep that in mind. Um, I, I don't know. So like, how is your significant other acting towards someone who can do nothing for them? I kind of just 
I already said that, but they're getting nothing in return. So how are they acting towards them? How are they speaking towards them? Again, dating is an interview and they're trying to quote unquote, get the job. So what happens when they do get the job? Like sometimes there's ugliness in a job. And again, you know, every single person in this world is a sinner. So obviously you're going to hurt each other in one point of your life, but are you able to meet that hurt with love and acceptance or are you going to tear each other down, you know, in anger or hateful speech? Number three is set an example in love. So what do they love? AKA what are their idols? It's very similar to my other podcast on your body is a temple, not an idol is, are they putting all their time and resources into money? Are they putting all their time and resources into sports? Um, how do they treat their family or the kids that are in their family? Uh, you know, what idols do they have? Do they love God? Are they reading the word, prioritizing Jesus? Because we all are made to worship something. Like everybody has a God, whether they believe in God or not, everyone has a God. Your God might be your phone. Your God might be your beauty. The God might be your fitness status. Like everybody has a God because we are made to worship. So if your God is something other than big G God, there's going to be a lot of hurt and it is not going to be a healthy relationship at all. And I actually want to turn to Matthew. This is Matthew 22. Matthew's hands down my favorite book in the Bible. Um, it's just like basically all written in red, AKA it's just all Jesus's words. And he's just basically spitting horrible truth at you the whole time. Cause sometimes truth really, really hurts to hear, but this is Matthew 22 verse 37. And it says, you must love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second to the commandment that is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Excuse me. And Matthew 6, 21, this is just a verse that is so helpful and it's just a really good verse to memorize. It says, wherever your treasure is, the desires of your heart will also be. In the context of Matthew 6, Jesus is basically speaking about money and possessions and how, you know, that's not going to bring you satisfaction. So if you're a significant other or you yourself is chasing things that only the Lord can fulfill, excuse me, um, the relationship is not going to work out. And that's another thing too, is like, if you are in a relationship that is not God honoring and Jesus is not at the center of it, what's going to happen is let's say your relationship is quote unquote healthy. You're going to look for each other to fill the voids that only God and Jesus is God. So only Jesus can. And that's just going to leave to one, a lot of pressure for your significant other because they're never going to fill those voids. And two, it's just going to leave to like unnecessarily, unnecessary, unnecessary, excuse me, problems. And that's just, I don't know, it's just not going to be God's best for you. And that's why so many relationships lead in divorce because the world is telling us to lead with our feelings and our feelings are nothing but liars. Like 
think about the things you quote unquote feel like doing sometimes. That would really just mess you up. Like for example, if you truly were allowed to live life based on feelings, think about things that are quote unquote amazing, like very pleasurable. Let's think, let's take drugs. Crystal meth must be the greatest thing in the whole world, like the greatest feeling in the whole world, because people literally sell their entire lives to it from one dose. Like that is how addictive it is. So the world essentially, Hollywood or whatever relationship facade you have in your head that's not biblical is lying to you. Like just because it feels good does not mean it is good. So if you're tempted to commit adultery within your relationship, that feeling of sexual pleasure is going to be awesome in the moment. And then it's going to destroy your life later on. Think about all the people you know in your life who have gotten a divorce. Maybe you, your parents have. Like think about the awful, awful spiral of what your kids have gone through. And I'm not trying to condemn anyone because obviously within Jesus, like there is no condemnation. There is no shame. People can be healed and transformed. Like that is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like, if you are in a relationship and you're kind of questioning, should I stay in this or not? And their life is not pointing to Jesus, then it's not going to be God's best for you, plain and simple. And if that is hard to hear, I apologize. Trust me, I was in a very, very quote. Honestly, I could borderline say it was an abusive relationship. Um, Long story short, it was not God's best for me. I was going through a horrible time in my life. And every single person in my life was saying no 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 and i was blinded saying yes 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 and it led to a lot of hurt in my life thank god jesus is merciful and is able to take our mess and make it a masterpiece and i was able to learn a lot and help a lot of people um who were in relationships before But I definitely was in a relationship that was not God's best for me. And it led to not even like anything physical, but a lot of like mental hurt that I only have talked to a few people in my life about. Um, Because I think sometimes like what we don't realize is if we do things outside of God's best, it's basically just taking the pathway to mental illness. And if you're someone right now who is not living within God's best, like examine your own mental health. Like, are you filled with anxiety? Are you filled with depression? Are you having sleepless nights? Are, do you find yourself joyful? Do you have the peace? I'm sorry, Noelle is crying. So I'm pausing this for one second to console her. Okay, we're back. So what I was saying before is just examine your mind and see if your mental health is pointing towards Jesus or if it is not. So number four is do they or do yourself set an example in faith? Um, Are they, you know, basing their lives off biblical principles? I mean, this is something that's geared towards Christians specifically. And I know a lot of my listeners are not Christians, but I think if you are at a point right now and let's say you're in a relationship and you're not a Christian, what I want you to do is go through the Bible, maybe use uh, Google would be a really good tool. The Bible app is another tool and write down without anything 
everything that you would want in the most picture perfect relationship or the most picture perfect marriage. And then kind of Google that stuff and see what the Bible says about it. And then I want you to look at what your relationship currently is now. And I want you to kind of compare like what the Bible says a relationship should be versus what the world says a relationship should be. Um, Some little prompts to get you started would be ask yourself, like, do you want someone who's a cheater? Do you want someone who makes you feel insecure? Do you want someone who, you know, whatever, just fill in the blank and just be honest from what you want versus what you have and just kind of cross-reference to see what the Bible says about it. I will tell you that the world says have sex with whoever you want, do what feels good. Um, If it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. Happiness is kind of like what your end goal should be. And I will tell you that is honestly just training for divorce If because there's going to be times where you are in a marriage or in a relationship where your emotions are going to be out of whack and you're not going to feel quote unquote happy. Um, Does that mean that you should be getting a divorce? Absolutely not. So I just want you to consider like where you're at. Um, If you are someone who is a Christian and finds themselves in a dating relationship right now, just kind of look at your faith and their faith and see if their life is pointing to Jesus, plain and simple. Um, So if you want someone, or let's say you're in a season of singleness and you want someone who is a Christian, you should really start hanging out in the places where Christians are. So if you're someone who longs for a biblical relationship, like hanging out in a bar all the time is probably not going to be the most smart way to find your significant other. Um, Another suggestion might be get involved in your church. Another suggestion would be obviously uh, giving this to prayer. So that's kind of all I can say on point number four. Um, because, you know, your person or you yourself is eating either pointing to a life of faith or they're not. And then the last point is, are they setting an example in purity or are you setting an example in purity? And I think a lot of times when people think purity, they think in the context of sex. Um, but that doesn't really necessarily mean sex. It just means like pure minded. So what are you yourself or your significant other entertained by? Um, Are they entertained by really raunchy movies and really gross jokes that degrade women and horrible music? Like basically what is going into their mind? Because what goes into your mind is then going to come out. And that would be a really good indicator of someone that you want of if you want to spend the rest of your life with that person or not. Um, So ask yourself, like, are you entertaining yourself with the things that Jesus died for? Or is your significant other entertaining things with, um, entertaining themselves with the things Jesus died for? Uh, you know, how, what is their view on sex? Like, do they think it's fine to just have sex with anyone? Um, think about where your values are. Do they align with each other? Um, basically ask yourself in terms of the context of marriage like is your significant other willing to abstain from sex until you are married um and a person who is willing to do that and willing to pursue you shows that like they value their love for you so much more than um their body and 
I don't know, that's just kind of like all you can say on that area. So just to recap on our five points. And again, I really want to highlight like this is absolutely not for someone who is already in a marriage, because when you're in a marriage, that is a whole different thing. Marriage is amazing. Marriage is a choice. Marriage can be really hard, but I never, ever want to promote divorce ever in my life. Um, So number one is if you are dating someone or if you are in the season, of singleness and questioning if you should get married or whatever, ask yourselves these five points. Again, all these five points were not my own original writing. So just know that I did not come up with all this, but I do agree with it. So number one, do they set an example in their speech? Number two, do they set an example in their conduct, aka what's their reputation? Number three, do they set an example in love? So what do they love? What are they putting above everything else? Number four, do they set an example in their faith? And number five, do they set an example in purity? Um, Doesn't necessarily have to mean sex, but just like what is going into their mind. Now, again, I'm going to repeat this, but I encourage you to write down things that you really, really want in a future marriage. And... I promise you, you're probably not going to write anything the world offers um, because that just leads to hurt. And a lot of times Hollywood or like movies that we watch highlight these unrealistic loves. Um, You could take the notebook for an example, like everyone loves that love story. But in reality, the main character was cheating on her fiance. So I mean, do you want that in a relationship? So just like kind of consider like where your picture of marriage is coming from and be honest when you're writing on paper to yourself, like what do I want in a spouse? And if you find yourself in a relationship, like is this person that I'm with giving me what I want in the future? And go through these five points, like do this little check. I think this is an awesome awesome guide for you. Do I think it's the end all be all? No. Um, But again, seek wise counsel. Look up what the Bible says about relationships. Look up what the world says about relationships. Look up your own statistics. Um, Some people that are new to the Bible are not really sure where to go. Use Google or use the Bible app or obviously text me or DM me if you need some help on that. So that is my a little spiel on relationships. Again, this is not my own original thinking. A lot of it came from other pastors. I was not perfect in any way, shape, or form in my season of dating. Um, that could be a whole nother podcast for another day. So know that this is not coming from a space of pride. Um, some Trust me, I know more than anyone what it's like to be in something that is extremely unhealthy and not get out of it because you're just so blinded by, I guess, love would be the way to say it. Um, Trust me, I was in a crazy relationship. So that is the episode for today. I pray that this can just be used to wake you up. And if you are a listener who is not a Christian, just start reading the Bible. Like start considering your life. See where you're at evaluate your mental health and look up what the Bible says about it. And I promise you, it's going to be things you want. Like the Bible promises peace. The Bible 
promises patience. Like the Lord is your provider. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are amazing. It's joy. Um, it's gentleness. So uh, just please wake up. I love you all so much. And I thank you for listening. Have a great week.